0: You're listening to a Sunday morning message from Hope Church Frankfurt. If you want more information about our church, text HOPE23 to 55498. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Amen. Good morning, Hope Church Frankfurt. So good to see you guys this morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Leah. I'm a youth leader at Hope Youth. Um, And so usually when you see me up here, I'm usually singing. But this time I will not be singing (laughs) i will be speaking and so um before i go ahead and get started let's go ahead and pray heavenly father god we thank you for this time lord we thank you for every single person that is here we pray god that you um use this message god that every word that is spoken be your words god and that every person leave here with a touch from you that they hear this word god that that uh, it changes them lord that they feel your presence in this moment we thank you, God. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to share with you guys a, a, an embarrassing story. Um, actually, I don't like to share these stories because now I feel exposed. But I was like, you know what? It's the only thing that came to mind. You know those type of stories that like you think of randomly five years later and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And like you never told anyone. So this is mine. <clears throat> um, two years ago, we were at a wedding. And if you know anything about Arabic weddings, they're very loud, very, very loud, very chaotic. I mean, just imagine for the youth in the room, a momentum mosh pit, but Arabic and a bunch of clapping and you're like a sardine tuna can or whatever you want to call it, like really tight in there. I mean, you're sweating and you have to chant on top of the DJ that's already in the background. So it's crazy in there. And you have a hard time hearing yourself when you're in these situations. I mean, usually this is what you see. And you're just like, because you really can't hear anything. And so that, with my story, a little embarrassing, but um, went to a wedding two years ago. We're in this mosh pit. I'm all the way in like the back where like I still have room to escape if I wanted to. And this lady comes up to me. And if she's wearing a really heavy, long dress, you know she's like a part of like you know the the team like I don't know if she was the aunt or I, I don't know what she was but she was closely related and she's just like going through the crowd and she's coming up and she's looking at someone who's looking at her everyone's looking at the bride and groom and there's me in the back and I'm just like and she looks at me we make eye contact and she's like I'm not related to this I don't know who she is but I, I'm just smiling and I'm like and and she comes up to me and she was like and she's smiling, but I, I don't know what she's saying. Leo's instinct in these cases is to just go, that's so funny. And and you might, I don't know, if you're in this room and you heard me say, that's so funny, I probably didn't hear you. So, so I looked at her and and I was like, and she got confused. She was like, what's so funny about what I said? And like, she didn't say that, but she looked so confused. And she was like, And now she's serious. And I'm like, oh, she did not say anything funny. And so third time she grabs me like a typical Arabic auntie and she pulls me to her face, whispers in my ear and she goes, can you bring the bride water? And I'm just like, oh, my God, I that's so funny. But in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I never want to see this lady ever again. And it was a matter of me not hearing her. I kid you not. I got 10 times more red than the blush I had that day. And I literally gave the water to someone random. I said, Can you give this to the bride? Cause I don't want to show my face. And we all have been in situations where we can't hear the person in front of us. Maybe we're distracted. Maybe it's loud. And we've all been in situations where someone is trying to talk to you. And sometimes even the distraction can block our understanding. We're like, we're just trying to read people's lips. And the commotion got in the way of our conversation there. It's frustrating when it's with your friends. And it's even more frustrating when it's with an elderly Arabic auntie. <laughs> but it's absolutely devastating when it's with God. And so we're going to look at in the OT today, in the Old Testament. We're going to be in the book of First Kings. And we're going to be introduced to this impressive prophet. His name is Elijah. He was well known for his direct connection to God. He had strong faith in the Lord. He had breakthroughs, revival, during that difficult time in Israel's history. And zooming in, we see the prophet himself in the middle of this uproar. He was literally on the tail end of the biggest win in his ministry career. But for some reason, ironically, it still left him lost and without direction. And so if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is, What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Everyone here familiar with a dance-off? Yeah, a battle of the dance. Just dance. Elijah found himself in a worship-off. So, like, imagine the worship team having a (laughs) worship-off. But it was with the prophets of Baal in this situation. And these devoted Baal worshipers were telling Elijah, I want you to prove the authenticity and, and show me that this Yahweh that you speak about is real. And so Elijah calls fire from heaven to prove that to them. A couple of dozen failed attempts from the Baal worshippers were from the Baal followers, and Elijah cleared his throat, he whispered a prayer, he raised his hands, and God sent a burst of fire from the sky, and it consumed the altar. And in wonder, the prophets of Baal bowed down before the true God. We read this in 1 Kings 19 we're reading in verse 3. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. And when he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. And all at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head, he had some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water and he ate and drank and then lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up, he ate, drank and strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. Then he went into a cave and spent the night. So during this time, an influential, very powerful Baal worshiper, worshiper, Jezebel, who is the wife of King Ahab, was so furious over this battle. So she sought to kill Elijah. She wanted to assassinate him. And, and this victory where he slaughtered all these people, they're all dead now, the, these Baal worshippers. And he found himself on the run. He feared for his life. And so he disappeared into this darkness of a wilderness, surrounded by wasteland. And he went to hide. And as you can imagine, Elijah was in desperate need. But what is it that he needed the most? It wasn't, it wasn't water. It wasn't shelter. It wasn't a tent. He desperately needed to hear the voice of God. And so he decided to listen for it. And that brings us to this beautiful exchange between God and his prophet Elijah. In verse 9 it says, And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Then the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And watch this. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Look at this with me. The prophet patiently plopped down onto a rock. He's hiding, he's alone. And he's waiting for God to show up. I mean, it's literally like a movie. Man sitting all alone. He just sees this wind tornado just coming at him. And you would think, oh, that's God. There he is. Nope. An earthquake. Ground starts shaking. That might be him. Nope. And then this whole fireball rolled through. There he is. Fire sent from heaven. (laughs) Mm-mm. And if all that wasn't wild enough, you would think God would show up in those situations. God's voice wasn't in that either. After all of that, a small whisper broke out. Silence. And God's presence was there. It was clear crystal sound, like the summer wind. You barely could hear it. But Elijah did. And God met Elijah in the most, the least expected way you could imagine. Elijah was scared. He was on the run. He didn't know who and where to go to. And God decided to show up while he was in a cave and says, what are you doing here? And I believe a lot of times in our life too, church, we are just like Elijah, where we don't know what we are doing, where we're lost, where we have no direction, where we just seem to not know where we're going next where we ask ourselves the question, what are we doing here? What am I doing with my life? What is my purpose? What was I meant to do here on this earth? And we have that question that God asked Elijah, what are you doing here? We ask ourselves that too. When is it my time? How do I know God wants me to have this? And Elijah is a perfect example of what it looks like to have a storm surrounding you, but needing to run to silence. And the question... What are you doing here? You might have asked yourself too. See, Elijah was in a cave. It was quiet. It was calm, silent. And when God asked him this, he was ready to listen. He was ready to listen. He didn't need food. He didn't need water. He just wanted to hear the voice of the Lord. Even if it took taking away all the distraction around him. And he had not yet known that that's how God was going to show up to him. He's thinking, oh, well, he probably will show up in this earthquake. Mm-mm. Not the fire, not the tornado, not the earthquake, no. God came in a whisper. And that's how God wants to meet you as well. And, and I want you to know that you can truly choose to know how to discern the voice of God this morning. If you really wanna hear from God and you really wanna know what is God doing with me? What am I doing here? What is my purpose? What is God's will for me? You can do this with three practical points to hear the voice of God. Point number one is this, turn off the noise. Have you ever had a hard time feeling God's presence where you're just like, man, I just like, I pray every day, but I I can't hear it. And I I worship at church and I lift my hands up and I'm yelling, but I can't hear God. and..." And this passage that we're looking at shows us that sometimes God just shows up in a small whisper. We live in a noisy world. It's loud out there. We always want the next big thing, the next best answer. We wanna hear from the people around us before we hear from God. And sadly, sometimes church, we get so distracted by the noise that it makes us deaf to God's whisper. We choose to run to the world to find our answers immediately because it can give us those answers right at our convenience, where we can just look it up on Google. Why do I have this sickness? How can I heal myself? Who is the best doctor around me? What can I do to get out of the situation? Jobs near me. And we quickly run to the next resort, the fastest, the easiest answer to get. We become so deaf because of all of the chaos around us that we only expect him to show up in the chaos because we stop looking in the silence and the calmness of life. Elijah chose to hear God's voice in the silence. And that's something to learn from. He was in a cave, probably about to hit the hay, no one to speak to, lonely, doesn't know where to go next. And why is this important? Because sometimes, church, we find ourselves stuck like Elijah. Like, I bet he asked the question, all this happened to me, what am I doing here? This situation is so chaotic. And sometimes situations stop our growth. Situations around us choose to stop our growth because, and we feel trapped. So what do we do in these times? Direction from God. God's direction shows us his objectives for us, which ultimately shows us his will for us. And this passage proved that God's direction often shows up at a low volume. Elijah was in a cave overnight and God showed up and said, what are you doing here? So what do we do to ensure we hear it? the Hebrew word for whisper is demama. It can be translated as silence, stillness, calmness. Verse 12 says he spoke in a gentle whisper. God speaks in stillness. So church, what are you doing to experience stillness and silence in your daily life? We can't expect to hear from God when our surroundings screams for attention. So what do we need to do? Maybe it's turn down the noise, turn off the phone, take some time to be quiet. And maybe it's even being intentional about our quiet time with God. And the second point is this, tune into God's voice. It's not a matter of his distance. It's a matter of our attention. And so God's whisper may be gentle, but it's also so powerful. And there are hundreds of of ways that you and I know to communicate with someone iMessage, Messenger, FaceTime, email, you can send them a letter, maybe even, I don't know, tie a letter around a pigeon, send it that way, tell the pigeon to, I, I don't know how you do it, but you have to lean in. And and one way to do that, I, I, maybe you're in here and you have a fiance or a, a husband or maybe you have a boyfriend and you know that the most intimate type of way to speak to someone is whispering, right? To get close to them And hearing God's voice sometimes is like that, where you have to lean in and be close and position your ear to the sound of the whisper. And hearing God's voice requires attention and intimacy. We have to lean into a whisper, and that's exactly how God did it and designed it. God's goal is always deeper in intimacy with him. Hearing his voice is just an added benefit. But that's why he spoke in a whisper. He wants you to prioritize his presence over all other distractions. Maybe it did have to take Elijah going into a cave to hear from God. The ultimate form of silence, going into a cave. But maybe to be in tune to God, we have to tune out the things in our life that keep distracting us. You could go to everyone in your life for advice on what to do, what's next, what God wants. And lo and behold, we do that, and we are willing to hear anything if it means we get an answer right now. Look at how many people chose to put their future and and be told their future in fortunes and TikTok, and what is the next thing that I can do to be successful that we're not willing to just stop for a second, maybe go in a room in silence and just listen to God, even if it takes a while. Hearing God's voice changes our direction. And that's why I deeply desire for you, church, to tune into his whisper, his silence. God doesn't have to scream to move into your life. Yes, in today's world, we try to grasp the attention of others by yelling to make our point across, repeating ourselves 70,000 times so that it can click in someone's head, running to my nine to five, running back home, going to my next job. And when we keep running and we think that the louder we are, the more clear the answer is going to be. And sometimes it's just a matter of waiting in the stillness of God to be in tune to his voice. But the problem here, church, is it's hard. It's hard to hear a whisper when everything around us seems to be screaming. But if you truly want to hear from God, if you truly want to discover God's will for your life, his plan for you, Direction, the direction that he is taking you in, to know what he is doing, to be in tune to his heart, you have to hear God's whisper and allow yourself to discover your purpose through his voice. To walk with him in his will. Because his will is far more better than what this world has to offer. And it starts when you stop. Stop filling your life with noise. Turn down the volume tune into God. You will hear from him. You will. It may not be loud. It may not be immediate. And it'll likely be quiet. And God's voice sounds way more like a whisper in the back of your head than a booming sound from heaven. And that's okay. Because God still chooses to come and speak to you. And he has a plan for you. And he knows what is best for you. And so his voice won't always be crystal clear. And that's okay, because you hear crystal clear affirmations and advice every day, whenever you want it, at your own convenience. Let God do it the way that he does it. But it takes a matter of us stepping away from the noise, stopping and looking for the silence, looking for the stillness. You don't always need a clear voice, especially when there are so many clear verses in the Bible that can show you how God speaks, which brings me to my final point. And this is point number three. Turn to a page in Scripture. Please, whatever you do, don't overcomplicate God's voice. Don't read into it too much. It's not a mystic puzzle. It's not supposed to be a, a maze. When God comes to you, he comes with clarity and he never brings chaos with it. Don't read too much into it. Just read. Just get into the Word of God. God's Word... Is the window to God's will. And look at this, this interesting thing that is revealed. And as I was reading it again, I noticed that we see the angel of the Lord appeared, the angel of the Lord appeared, the Lord appeared. But when he said this word, when he said, What are you doing here? It says in verse 9, the word of the Lord came to him. The word of the Lord came to him the word, the scripture. That's what Elijah needed. He needed the word of God. He didn't need to see God for for that to touch his heart. He didn't need to see an earthquake happening for it to affect him. He just needed the word of the Lord. And that's, fortunately for us, we have a library for God to use. We have a, 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 a Bible in front of us that Elijah didn't have. And and it's packed full of powerful words from God, Scripture that you can run to. And so the next time you ask yourself, "What am I doing here? I'm I'm lost. I have no direction. I'm confused. I feel like I've been in this circle time and time again in my life. I feel like every time I walk into a new step in life, I take ten steps back." I don't know what God's will is for me. I don't know how to be successful. I don't know where my next job is going to be, how my family situation is going to come about. I don't know what's next. And so, typically we choose to run to the first person that can give us that answer. We choose to run to everything the world has to offer before we run to God himself. But church, if we just choose to stop and run to God, to 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 be in silence, to be in tune to His voice, to run to Scripture. It radically will change how we think. And and we let God's Word define our life. We get we let we allow God to define our walk. And when you turn down the noise and tune into God, the Bible shines so bright in your life that you just begin to run to it for any response that you need. That the Holy Spirit will bring word to light. And it will make your, your path shine before you if we just run to Scripture. We can ask ourselves all day, what am I doing? But Elijah chose to run to God. To run to God's voice. There was so much happening around I wonder if he had chosen differently not to go into that cave. Not to be in silence. I wonder if he had chose to run to the first person that can help him. How the the story would have played out. He chose to run to the king of Kings, The one who has the best response for you. The one who knows what's best for your life. The one who knows your ultimate purpose. And can help you fulfill it and walk through it. And there is so much power in running to the word of God. To running to God himself. There's so much power. So turn. Turn to a page in your Bible. Start reading. Just open any chapter. And see how God can use that chapter. No matter what it is. To be a message for you that morning. That evening. When you open your Bible. Direction will rise to the surface. When you allow the word of God to dwell in your heart. Clarity will come. Chaos will leave. God's voice will be heard. God's word is the window to God's will and in order for us to do that we must filter everything around us leave all distractions think things that you think you can take in your own control we need to let go of that we need to stop taking things into our own hands we need to allow God's voice to lead us to his path and when we let go and we just filter through the message of scripture God is going to shine in your life in a miraculous way. Ways that you have never imagined. And so if you're in this room this morning and you say, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what's next for me. I want us to pray together. I want you to truly be in tune to God's worst story. To so just let him sneak every distraction around you. Whatever it is in your life, let it go. Just stop. Let it go and tune into God. Tune it out. And watch how God moves. And so if you're in this room and and you say, what am I doing here with all eyes closed? You say, God, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know how this story is going to play out. I feel... We, I have no direction in this life. I feel lost. I feel confused. Well, God is telling you today that you can tune into this forest. That anything that the enemy is trying to block in your path, we bind it and we break it in Jesus' name. That anything in your life that is trying to destroy you, trying to remove you from being in the stillness and the calmness of God... We remove that now in Jesus' name and that the only thing that you hear is the voice of the Lord. The only thing that you listen to and allow to guide your path is his scripture and his voice. That you begin to come to him in the stillness, in the calmness. That you do not allow the loudness and the chaos of life to come to you, but that you allow God to just move and walk in your path. That his stillness and his calmness becomes the thing that you look for in your light. That you don't have to run to the next big thing. That you say, God, I'm willing to give it all to you, that I don't need to run to fast, immediate answers that are loud and clear, but that I can just wait in your stillness, that I can come to you even in the silence, even when no one is there around to help me, even when I want to run to people around me, that I just choose to run to you. And when I ask myself, what what am I doing here? I am here to serve the King of Case. I am here to be a vessel for the Lord to use. I am here to strengthen your kingdom. I am here to be a light in this dark world. And so, no altar call, nothing like that. I want you to just take this moment, you and God. It's just you and God. Because he knows you best. And he knows the things that you're struggling with. And he knows the things that are hurting you and the questions that you ask yourself day in and day out. We thank you, Jesus. You are so God-coming. We love you. We thank you, God, for, for being with us. That in the silence, you can speak so much power. That you can whisper to us that, and and that's good, and that's clear, and that's enough. God, we thank you. We worship this glory. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. And if you did, make sure to share it and subscribe to stay up to date with all of our new messages. Thanks for listening. God bless.